confused by finances, investing, estate, and retirement planning? Well, I went to school so you don't have to. Welcome to Finances and with Kathy and Jennifer. Welcome to Finances and. I'm Jennifer and I'm here with Kathy. How's your day going? Really good. The weather is just was so beautiful today. I just got back from a 20-mile bike ride. It was really, really nice out. Ooh, impressive. It's so nice to have warmer weather again after all this time and feeling like you can get out and be outside. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Do you have any summer plans? Yes, we have a trip planned to go out west this summer. Our itinerary is not completely set, but we are hoping to at least hit some Utah state parks on our little road trip out west. I plan on running in Zion. When? I, I don't know the date. My daughter knows the date. That's crazy. So That's when we're, we're going there and to Bryce Canyon for sure. Bryce is beautiful. I've been to Bryce. It is gorgeous. It's amazing. Sweet. I'm sure Zion is too, but that's yeah. weird. My daughter's coming here for the summer for a little while and I'm headed to Key West later this summer. So lucky. <laughs> Well, what is an exempt employee? The Fair Labor Standards Act states they do not qualify for overtime pay or even qualify for the minimum wage. They are exempt from overtime. They are W-2 employees. These are salaried employees that are not paid by the hour. Of course, being exempt means you can expect a steady paycheck since it's not dependent on how many hours you've worked. Another perk might be that they're going to receive benefits like IRAs, 401ks, maybe a pension, bonuses, health care, paid vacation, and even sick leave. To be considered for an exempt status for your job, you're going to have to fall into some categories like professional, administrative, executive, outside sales, STEM, believe it or not, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, and computer-related fields. They are exempt if salaried, and then they need to be paid either $684 a week or $35,568 a year at minimum. There's no limit on how long you can expect a salaried employee to work, and there's no decrease in the salary even if that employee has a poor performance. 1099 employees are self-employed independent contractors. They receive a 1099 form instead of a W-2 at the end of the year. This employee does not have FICA, Federal Insurance Contributions Act, sometimes called the payroll tax. Exempt employees pay 6.2% Social Security tax and 1.45% Medicare tax on what they earn. The difference between an exempt employee is that they are exempt from overtime which makes them salaried and also receives a W-2 at the end of the year versus a non-exempt employee, they're going to receive a 1099 form at the end of the year for their taxes and they're not having those taxes pulled out. And that's what makes them non-exempt because they can receive overtime pay. This FICA money that's collected, though, by the employer and submitted to the IRS for the employee is only done for W-2 employees. 1099 employees need to be paying their own self-employment taxes. These are paid quarterly by subtracting their business expenses from their business income. And this is similar to what the FICA tax is. This is why the 1099 employees cannot collect unemployment because they're not paying into the unemployment at the state level. Now, Last year with COVID, that did change, and it's possible it will change back. But for now, in the last year, if you were 1099, you can apply for unemployment. Additionally, 1099 employees would be in an independent trade, business, or profession that offers their services to the public, not a single customer or employer. 
So some examples of that might be a doctor or dentist or even a vet, real estate agents, lawyers, accountants, or contractors. But this is not an all-inclusive list. So clearly, if a real estate agent works for Century 21 and they're getting a salary from them, that would make them exempt. But if they're working for themselves then that makes them a 1099 employee. Generally, an employer must prove without a doubt that they can't control an employee's ability to perform a certain task. That's what makes them a contractor versus a pay a salaried employee. Mm -hmm. So for example, if you work for an employer that determines when you work, when you come in, when you go, you are probably a W-2 employee or an exempt employee. But if you can work whenever you want to and finish your work on your schedule, there might be a deadline for it, but you don't have a, a daily schedule of things, then you're probably a 1099 employee. Another test is whether you must follow any kind of an employee manual. And finally then, are you paid through the employer's payroll system on the same day as other employees? In my own family worked for an employer that avoided withholding their FICA and called all the employees at their establishment contractors. This was not true. And it made the life of those employees so much harder because they didn't understand why they owed so much money at tax time when they had nothing withheld. None of these FICA taxes were withheld. And and since they were supposedly 1099 employees, they should have been paying quarterly taxes and having those withheld. And, and that wasn't happening. Wow. There are other exempt employees according to the Department of Labor and do not qualify for overtime. Certain commission employees of retail or service establishments like auto, truck, trailer, farm implements, boat or aircraft sales workers, or parts clerks and mechanics servicing autos, trucks, or farm implements who are employed by non-manufacturing establishments primarily engaged in selling these items to ultimate purchasers. Also, employees of railroads and air carriers, taxi drivers, certain employees of motor carriers, seamen on American vessels, and local delivery employees that are paid on approved trip rate plans. Also, announcers, news editors, and chief engineers of certain non-metropolitan broadcasting stations, domestic service workers living in the employee's residence, employees of motion picture theaters, or farm workers. Find that motion picture theater very specific. <laughs> yes. States will have different requirements as well for exempt employees. For example, California says exempt employees must be paid two times minimum wage, which is currently right now in $7.25. And New York says that the actual rate that they're paid is dependent on geographic location and the size of the companies. Other considerations for an exempt and non-exempt employees are whether there are furloughs or layoffs. Furloughs are the mandatory temporary unpaid leave where you're reduced in hours or even get a pay cut. But these are meant to be temporary and the employees stay on the company books and they probably return after that temporary need to save money is over. Layoffs, however, are permanent and there is no promise of returning to work. This allows an employer to cut health insurance and retirement. This is more costly to an employer because they'll need to restaff again. Exempt employees can be furloughed by reducing their schedules or place them on a zero hour schedule where they stay on payroll, but don't work and don't get paid. But they can't reduce their hourly pay to less than minimum wage. So exempt or salaried employees can have their pay reduced, but you have to be careful though, because sometimes that actually triggers the loss of their exempt status, and then they are eligible for overtime pay. These salaried employees cannot do any work if they're furloughed, including things like even checking their email. 
You might qualify for unemployment during a furlough, so be sure and check with your state. And employers may continue to contribute to your health care, even though you're furloughed, and the employees may probably still have to pay their portion of it. But of course, that just becomes more challenging if they're not getting a current income. And finally, a union job has a collective bargaining agreement, meaning the union meets with the company to negotiate pay, benefits, hours of employment, sick time off, and vacation. The idea is that they protect the rights of all employees. Anything else? That's all for this week. Thanks for listening to Finance and Exempt and Non-Exempt Employees. We know you chose to listen and we're grateful. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow or subscribe for free in your podcast provider and share your favorite episode with a friend. Consider leaving a review because it brings financial education to others and it helps people find us more easily. Let us know what questions you'd like answered or any topics you'd like to hear us cover by going to our website at financesand.net and leaving a message. You can find our infographics there as well as right here in the show notes. Finances and does not provide tax or legal advice and nothing in this podcast is to be construed as such. As always, consult a tax, accounting, or legal professional for advice on your specific situation. Remember, I went to school so you don't have to. My day was fine.